Welcome to Constructed Futures. I'm Hugh Seaton. Today I'm here with Paul McKeon, CEO of B2W Software. Paul, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. So, Paul, let's start like I always do. What does B2W do? Well, in simple terms, B2W provides a, a platform for heavy civil construction companies to essentially bring technology to address a series of workflows within their business. And those workflows would start pretty much with the estimating and the bidding side. And it would then kind of move into field tracking, collecting production, payroll, and so forth. Also scheduling logistics for equipment, where the crews will be, full-blown equipment maintenance tool, and then a tool called Inform that essentially helps folks go paperless, which addresses workflows like capturing safety and so forth and so on. And what makes what you do, I'm pulling this straight from your website, Purpose Built for Heavy Construction. What, what do you focus on that would be different from, from some other things out there that are maybe more about residential or, or, or commercial? Sure. So basically our tools are all designed around the, the intricacies of the heavy civil construction space. So those are firms that are engaged in it could be private work, but often it's public work, DOT work, et cetera. Folks that are engaged in working on utilities, roads, bridges, energy, grading, excavation, those types of things. So the tools are really designed around addressing you know, all the uniqueness of trying to manage that type of work. And you've got me all excited because I have spent so much time on commercial that I, I want to dig in a little on some of where that's different. I mean, I, I'm assuming there's, do you gear towards the ability to interface with government maybe more than, than some other solutions? Is that something you guys have had to spend real time on? And, you know, I'm assuming just some of the ways projects get financed and as a result start, stop, so on and so forth can really be different when you're talking about civil versus and, and some of the kind of more infrastructure projects than if you've got a 10 story high rise. Sure. Well, you know, the way that you approach managing certainly the estimating and bidding side of building construction or vertical construction is really very much different than how you would look at looking at building or estimating on building, for example, a road or a bridge and so forth. So it's just very unique in that way. There is certainly a high percentage of people that are dealing with the governments, whether it's the Department of Transportation, you know, cities and towns and so forth for, for municipal work. But the, the way in which you're looking at developing costs, employing crews, et cetera, is very much different than how you would be looking at doing that if you were doing vertical type construction. And what part of it's different? Like what, 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 what elements are, are distinct? Well, I think a, a lot of the way that building construction is approached typically has to do with using something like RS means mm -hmm. and kind of drawing industry averages for particular types of work within, for example, a building, whether it's sheetrock, electrical, plumbing, and so forth and so on. Very, 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 very detailed, obviously, for a, a large building. And that's really a lot different than a, you know, looking at, for example, a 500 line item DOT bid, where you may, for example, do the work represented in 50 or 75 of those items and sub out the rest of the work. And really a big component that makes it different is it's very much a crew-based approach. Hmm. So you have crews that are going to go out and do a certain type of work at a certain production rate. They're going to install so many tons of asphalt on a road, so much concrete on a bridge deck, 
So it's very much production-based and crew-based, very heavily weighted that way, which is generally not the case with vertical construction. Right. And, and presumably there are fewer subs that do a lot more, or fewer trades, I guess is a better way of saying it, that do a, a much higher percentage of the project, right? I mean, a road, presumably there are, there are fewer subcontractors or fewer trades that are involved. But to your point, you're, you've got a crew that's going out and doing it. Is that an accurate way of thinking about it? It is. So basically, as I mentioned, you know, taking a typical 500 line item bid for the Department of Transportation, you may do 50 or 75 of those items with your own resources. If you're focused on bridge, you may do that work. If you're focused on road construction, you would do that work. And then you're subbing out the other components within the bid, whether it's guardrail, some type of earthwork, excavation, whatever it might be. So you're managing, essentially looking for quotes from subs in the bidding process, you may be asking six or eight different subcontractors, for example, for pricing mm -hmm. on 20 or 30 guardrail items, something like that. So you're managing the whole material supply, the subcontractor participation, and then really where the meat of it is, is in the crew productions and the work that you'll do self-performed within the bid. That makes sense. So productivity is, is going to be a part of how you look at this as well. Is, there, is that sort of part of what you offer through this I should ask you to also, you know, introduce the parts of the software. But is that sure. how how you is is productivity and tracking a big part of what of what goes into this? It really is. I mean, at the end of the day, the fundamental components of a successful bid is really around looking at the production for the work that you're going to do, and trying to look at ways to enhance the production. How can I get more production out of my crews, which of course drives down the price of the bid and makes you more competitive. But just the general ability to use the tool to do very sophisticated analysis you know, of, of production and changing productions throughout the bid, it's really letting you hone in on the most advantageous cost for the work that you're trying to, trying to bid on, which of course makes you more successful bidder. Yeah. And I think hand in hand with that is tied to the balance of our platform. Once you win a bid, the bid is really a forecast of profitability. Mm -hmm. So as you go out in the field and you start to do that work, you need to have tools that are allowing you to see, you know, how am I doing against the forecasted production and profitability on this work? So that's something that kind of the second workflow, if you will, of our product, which is called track. The first one would have been estimate. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking about track is tracking production, employee, you know, participation, equipment usage and so forth and so on. And that's really vital because you need that information daily to really understand if you're on track based on the parameters of the actual estimate. And then, of course, you have all that information flowing back to the estimating tool so that historically, as you're bidding work and you're bidding, for example, similar work, you can go and look at, well, a job that we did a year or two ago was similar. How did the production actually shake out on that job? So it's kind of giving you an evolving set of data that allows you to be more and more sophisticated about how you're bidding on the work. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I want to take a quick step back and talk about the components because you start, we've started to, and I think we've done a good, good job of dipping our toe in, in the broader heavy civil you know, world. But your product starts with, or it doesn't start with, but overarching, you have this one platform, right? And that's really about integrating Correct. these pieces. But if you were to kind of do a tour of the pieces of, of, 
of your product, how would you describe it? So I, I kind of gave a little bit of it away that there's an, there's a, an integration layer, which is really great, but how would we go sure. through the pieces of the product? That's a great question. So we, we address essentially four or five workflows operationally for heavy civil construction companies. And the first piece of it would be essentially managed by our tool within the platform. The platform is referred to as the one platform. Mm -hmm. And the first tool would be the what's called estimate. And essentially that's going to allow you to do the very sophisticated estimating and bidding on the types of work that you're bidding on, public, private, and so forth. Once you're successful with a bid, that information is then moved into, if you will, the second workflow, which would be called track. Mm -hmm. And track would be the tool that your, you know, your foreman in the field, your supervisors would have tablets or smartphones, and they would be essentially understanding the targeted production for the day. So for example, I'm supposed to do a thousand feet of pipe today. So they'd be looking at the target for production, and then they'd be entering in, how did they do on that target production? what resources to be used from an equipment and employee perspective, which gives them a snapshot at the end of the day of whether they're on or off performing the work the way it was estimated. And then the next workflow would be a tool that we call schedule and schedule essentially allows companies to manage the process of scheduling where the crews will go, who's on the crew, what equipment will be provided for the crew the movement of all the equipment from job to job or from the shop or yard to the different jobs. So it's really a very sophisticated tool. It's helping you schedule which crews will go where and then all the logistics around providing them all the resources that, that they need. Mm -hmm. And then the, the last or the second to the last piece would be a platform or I should say a, a workflow tool that's called maintain. And essentially what maintain does is it allows you to perform, manage and perform all of your preventative maintenance on your equipment. So it's managing, you know, when does a certain piece of equipment supposed to come down for a particular repair or some type of an integral service, you know, 250 hour service on the engine, oil and so forth and so on. So it's managing all of what you need to be aware of and be doing in order to keep the uptime as high as possible on all the equipment. Interestingly, that's an area where a lot of companies don't do well, and they may spend six or seven or even 8% of their annual revenue essentially managing the fleet and the cost of maintaining the fleet. Best in breed companies get it down to four or 5%. So the savings in a tool like that is really significant. And then the last piece is a tool that we have that's called Inform. Mm -hmm. And in simple terms, what Inform allows you to do is to essentially build all of the various forms that your company may be filling out in the field or in the office. So for example, a lot of times folks will be on a job and they'll have a, a toolbox talk or some type of a safety report that they'll complete on the job. So it's capturing all of the information around safety as an example and giving them the ability to create alerts to notifications, do you know an analysis of KPIs around safety. But that tool is more broadly can be used to essentially allow a company to go entirely paperless because it has just tremendous flexibility to build, publish, and use all the various forms that you may want throughout your business. Love it. So it's kind of an, an well, we've said this before, it's an end-to-end -end platform that, that covers all of the major components of what goes into a big heavy civil project. 
It is. And I think the important thing to realize here is that it is fully compliant or, or integrating with the, the various accounting solutions. Mm-hmm. So information is moving from the estimating and other different parts of the platform into and out of accounting as needed. So it's, uh, you know, you're not doing duplicate entry. If you win a project, you click a button, it sends all the information off to your accounting software. And then as you're bidding the work and there's change orders and so forth, again, it's updating accounting and it's updating the platform. So there's tremendous integration with all the financial ERPs that are specific to the heavy civil construction space. That makes a lot of sense. And obviously it's nice to not have to re- to double enter things, which you know happens sure. all the time. When you think about who your realistic competition is, how often is it paper and Excel? Well, that's really a great question. You know, I think interestingly today, it's still the case that yeah. the number one tool that's used more generically in the heavy civil construction space is an Excel spreadsheet. So as large as we are and as large as, I guess, the combination of us and one or two other competitors would be in a combined way, it's still many, many companies that are using Excel to manage different aspects of the workflows that I just described. Well, that's actually, you put another kind of another important point out, right, is the idea of integration, the idea of things living in little sheets and little silos, and then someone gets really good and they make a macro. (laughs) And that's like, that's the integration. You're like, well, no, we've got another macro, boss, as opposed to a real platform with a data model that works everywhere it goes, and you don't have to worry about things getting missed. I mean, just just the impact on risk that your platform is able to provide has got to be an enormous benefit to customers. It really is. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I think things have changed certainly in the heavy civil construction space over the last, I guess, 28 or 20 or 30 years that I've been involved with this business. You know, years ago, it was Excel and paper, pretty much 99%. But the market, you know, technology has changed. Technology has become more user-friendly. They, you know, we kind of morphed off of DOS into Windows. And then the tablet, I think, was really a revolutionary tool that is used, the smartphone. Mm-hmm. And I think today what's happened is companies that are competing in the heavy civil market, they've evolved significantly and they realize that you have to essentially deploy these technologies to, to be competitive, you know, in order to win work and to be able to manage the work and do it in a way that's going to lead you to a desired level of profitability. And I think as younger folks have come into the workforce and they go into work in construction companies, they have an expectation that they're going to be provided purpose-built tools for the various workflows that I described, not be asked to use Excel or, you know, pad of paper and so forth. So it's, it's changed quite a bit. The construction space has been a bit of a laggard as it relates to technology, but it's changing significantly year to year. Yeah. Well, I, I mentioned risk, but there's a couple of elements to that. One of them is, you know, I've, I've spent some time with specifiers in the, in the commercial space and they often will stick with Word because they feel comfortable that they know where all of the where everything is and they can check it. And I think you know, in this case where you're talking about much more complicated sets of activities, you know, not being confident that you've caught everything is its own risk. Whereas having it all under one platform, no pun intended, means that you have that level of of confidence that that information that was generated by that crew over there is captured and it's reflected in what you're looking at, as opposed to, you know, hoping that they get their, their paper in, in time and that you're capturing everything. I mean, that's got to be an enormous benefit to, to your customers. Oh, I mean, the return on investment of these tools collectively is really almost astronomical. 
I mean, the reality is, is that these folks are, are going to be, you know, able to control and drive profitability through reaching a different level of operational efficiency that there's just no way they could previously do. But I think, you know, in, in the space that we're in, there are not a lot of competitors, but I think one thing that's key about B2W, a real significant strategic differentiator is that we are really the only provider of a true platform of tools mm. in the space and, and how that manifests itself and, and the ways in which it's really significant for a company is imagine those four or five different workflows that I just described and installing five different windows based products on everybody's machine that's going to use it. Right. And then imagine that none of those five products actually connect. So for example, you might put a new employee in one particular product, but it doesn't show up in the second or the third or the fourth or the fifth. So there's no, essentially there's no real time sharing of the information across the different workflows. What's different about B2W is it is a browser based platform where all the information is a single source of data and everybody is using and being alerted by the use of that data. I'll give you an example. Let's assume that you're scheduling a crew for next week and you drag a piece of equipment and excavator onto the job to be used on the job. What our tool will do is if that particular piece of equipment was scheduled to be down for maintenance next week, by the folks in the shop. The minute I drop that piece of equipment onto the schedule, again, a different workflow, it's going to come up and say, you can't use that piece of equipment. It'll be down for repair. So it's sharing information real time across all the various workflows that creates a level of operational efficiency that you really can't achieve in any other option that's available in the industry. Love that. And if you were to take a it's not really a step back. It's really kind of looking at it from another angle. What do you hear from customers when they say, man, this is working? What are those aha moments, some of which you just, you just touched upon, that make them say, okay, this is, this, I'm glad we did this? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I think people are astonished at the level of awareness that they can kind of create across all the different departments because of the sharing of that information. You know, it's something as simple as I've scheduled all the work for tomorrow. I click a button, all the employees on the crew get notified where they're supposed to be tomorrow and what time. If I'm going to move a piece of equipment from a job tomorrow and I create that move within schedule, it's going to automatically text the foreman and say, this piece of equipment is coming off your job tomorrow at 7 a.m. Or a different piece of equipment is coming onto your job. They can then stop and say, well, wait a minute. I'm not done with that piece of equipment, or I don't need that other piece of equipment that you're going to bring. So I think what really is uh, the one plus one equals three is the awareness that we create kind of across the entire operational enterprise that really lets people achieve a level of operational efficiency that they, there's just no way you could do it before. Yeah, that makes sense. And the awareness I, you know, of like what you, you're talking about, re- more or less real time, as opposed to did did you know call Fred and let's find out if that backhoe's ready. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly right. Do you find that that the uptake of the analytics that you provide, whether that's simple dashboards or things that are more sophisticated, 
that people grow into that or do you find it really depends on the company? Sometimes they're hungry for it. Sometimes they just say, you know what, as long as everything works, we're good. Yeah, I mean, I think people, you know, it is a transition when you get off of older systems or Excel when you go into something like ours. And it's a bit of, you know, you're kind of drinking from the from the fire hose for, for a bit. But I certainly think that people, a, a huge benefit from management is the ability to get these various KPIs and information that's critical in the running of the business. For example, a lot of companies may have a certain report that they want to look at every single day. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's capturing what happened yesterday. And our tool will actually create that report on its own in, in the background and automatically email it or text it to the various players. So I think what happens is the more information they're able to get, you know, they're, they're getting more sophisticated about what other type of information will really help me hone in on continuing to drive the maximum amount of operational efficiency. That makes sense. And I, I again, back to this idea of, of dashboarding and, and ability to do things. Do you also find a little bit that that's one of the things that as they're recruiting, they're able to say, we're a modern company, you're going to enjoy working here. When they're talking to folks that are a little younger and, and maybe are thinking, I want my career to involve some growth into that area, into the, the not necessarily analytics, but more of a, of a kind of quantitative management. Yeah, I mean, I think in a general sense, you know, part of your question is, you know, is it, a, is it an asset to be able to have yeah. Yeah. in the recruiting process telling people that you're using this technology? And it, it absolutely is. There are many times where, you know, folks that are looking for a job will say that, you know, if you don't use the kind of technology that I expect to use, I won't come to work for you, which is another driver for really people embracing these tools in the industry. The yeah. market is really requiring you know, that they, that they employ these tools in order to be able to attract good talent. Yeah. Talent, I mean, talent's tough for everybody, right? And, uh, and our, it industry, sure is. yeah, in our industry, it's been, it's been tough for a while and it's not getting any. So when you think about the first thing people do, what's, what is, you know, let's say somebody listens to this and they say, you know what, I really want to look into what B2W does. What do they do? Well, you know, you could go to the website and you could look at there's a tremendous amount of information on the B2W software website about each and every one of these workflows that I've described. There are customer testimonials, videos, and so forth. But at the end of the day, you know, when you're ready to really kind of dive in and find out what we can do, mm-hmm. our sales organization would take you through a very, very customized, tailored process of first and foremost understanding your business and your goals and objectives. And once we really understand all that, we would then take you through a very customized tour of how you could essentially deploy our platform within your specific business to reach the different goals and objectives that you've stated, but also the value add of all the things that perhaps you didn't state or aren't thinking about where we could bring even more value to your business. Then where do you find that sometimes is? I mean, do you find that people come to you and say, man, we got to get our estimating under control? You know what I mean? As opposed to, I need all of this. But, but I, I would imagine a lot of times people are feeling a pain or a couple of pains and they say, can you help us with this? It's nice that you've got the other stuff. But then by the time you're done with it, they're like, you know, it'd be good to have all this under one roof. Yeah, it's, that's a really good question. I mean, the, the Bellwether product for the company to this day is probably the estimating tool. Yeah. Right behind it is track. So often people, you know, they see the the relationship between estimate and track really going hand in hand. So very frequently people will essentially invest in those two workflows 
first. However, it certainly is the case that as all of our tools have become more sophisticated, more and more people are essentially biting off more than those two, even mm -hmm. right out of the gate. That makes sense. I mean, it's, it's always easier, though, to find money about things that relate to money. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, it's, easy sure. to, it's easy to price accounting software because people can look right at where the money comes from and, and where you're saving it. So I can imagine, you know, the front door is often estimating related. Do you also find, though, that because of the physical dispersion of a lot of infrastructure projects that track has that that special and you know what I mean? Like that's one of the reasons people are so interested in it is you're talking about crews that are miles apart sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very complicated to be able to go into the field and track all the various components of, of what you're doing. And in the absence of a tool like track, you know, it's basically tons of paper that get, yeah. you know, you take a picture of it and send it to the office. So you, you know, drop it off every Wednesday. It's, it's very, very inefficient and very, very highly prone for error. And, and worse than that, you don't really know where you stand. Because once everything gets into the accounting software, then it's 30 days down the road until you get any kind of a snapshot in terms of the profitability within the project. That no longer works. You know, this is a margin pressured space. Mm -hmm. You have to really be on your game to make money. And to do that, you need to have instant visibility into how these jobs are tracking. And that's really one of the biggest value adds of, of a product like track. Yeah. I got to imagine with all of the supply chain disruptions over the last two years, just being able to have a, a, a much more active understanding of where you stand financially has got to be enormously attractive to people because they, they can't they can't know what asphalt's going to cost in, you know, in a quarter or two or sure. t timber, of course, it was was famously one of the big ones. So I've got to imagine this this level of visibility is one of those things people are really hungry for. Yeah, it really is. And as I say, you know, the market has really evolved. I think people are really embracing or starting to embrace technology for the businesses. It's very exciting. Our company has grown, I think, 22% or something annually for the last 10 years. And it's really a function of, I think, the market really waking up and understanding that you have to have these tools in order to be as successful as you can and should be. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think you're right. You're seeing that across different sectors as well. Well, sure. Paul, this is this has really been great. I've, I've learned a lot about both civil and, and what you guys do. Let's end with where you see things going. What, what are your what are your plans for the next you know year and a half? Well, you know, we have an annual user conference with our with our customers. I think we've done 22 of them. And what we hear in those conferences, which are usually in February or March, is a lot around what additional things we can do to bring more value, whether that's you know a new feature in one of the different workflows or perhaps even a new product, something that would be an add-on and create even more value to the platform. So we are, we've laid out kind of a three to five year plan of essentially acting on all the information that we've essentially gotten out of the industry in the last few years. We have four releases a year. Hmm. Uh, which is pretty significant. Yes, it is. So we're very aggressive with the development side and really, you know, doing the things that the customers say they need. And I think one of the things that is unique, I would say, and a big benefit of Bid2Win or B2W, as we're now called, is that we really listen to our customers. You know, I spend going out and meeting with customers and just looking at how they do certain things and trying to find ways in which I know that we could help them bring more efficiency to their operations. So listening is the, is the key. 
and then acting on that to bring more value. Love it. Well, again, Paul, thank you for spending the time walking through what B2W does. You answered my question about what B2W means. Thank you for that. Sure. And I, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you having me.